She was born in Peru in 1980 and at age 27 moved to Barcelona and made her home. She's an antinatalist, atheist, vegan, daydreamer, and an art lover. She created Chalfrey Doodles two years ago as a way to share her experience and thoughts through her illustrations. She hopes they help other people to feel confident in their decision to be child-free. Firecrackers, please welcome Patricia. Welcome to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. I'm Isabel, your host and founder and firebrand of The Uprising Spark, a digital platform that offers life coaching products and services for modern, independent, child-free women. Our aim is to build a strong female community and to connect empowered women around the globe. So Patricia, I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you for inviting me. It's such a pleasure to see the face behind the child-free doodles. (laughs) Child-free doodles that are like so well known. They're so famous. We were just talking about it. Everyone that I know. I, did, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. I wasn't aware of that. Every, <laughs> but I'm glad. I'm glad. No, but seriously, every single child-free person that I know has seen at least one of your doodles. At least one. They're that's, very, very that's, well known. That's good. Yeah. yeah. So did you start doodling when you were very young or is it like a new thing? Mm. Well, I like to, to draw when I was a little kid, but nothing professional. And I started doing this account like two, two, two years ago, I think, because of my boss, <laughs> because of a comment of my boss. <laughs> and I said, that's it. I have to do something with all this. <laughs> and I create uh, Child Free Doodles as a catharsis, maybe. Um, I don't know. Something like that, but it, it was fun. The process was fun. What was the comment that your boss said to you? Um, I think I was asking for a raise. <laughs> um, and he told me something like, why you don't have kids? You don't have a mortgage? And I was like, what? <laughs> I deserve oh it. That's it. You don't have to care if I had kids or no. That's, I deserve it. That's it. No, yeah. no more questions. And I think another time also with my boss, <laughs> I, I, I get along with him. Okay. So, but we, we work in, um, in a familiar business. We are like 18, a 15 or 18 people in the office. So it's not a big company and we are like a family. So we have the, the good things and the bad things about a small company, you know? And I remember another day, I don't know what we were talking about, but he told me that I was too young, too young to decide if I want to be a mother or not. And I was 37, 36. Oh my God. Like, what? <laughs> How old do you think I am? <laughs> I'm 36. Like, uh, so it was kind of funny, but I think I have to do something with all this experience that I'm having. And I want to share it with other people and in, a, in a good way, you know? Yeah, but, but that's crazy. I mean, you ask for a raise. And normally when people ask for a raise, it's because, you know, they're doing yes. well in their job. They're yes, overperforming. Yes. They deserve it. They're yes, yes. for a long time. And, he, and he's like, I know. can't have a raise because you don't have any kids. 
any kids and any more touch. <laughs> did he yeah. give you a raise afterwards or? No. No. <laughs> no. No, 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 no. I have received like a like a plus, but not not a raise. So, Great. but but I have free time and I I can do my do this work. I don't have any stress, so it kind of compensates everything. So mm. I enjoy it. I don't feel like a like a job. So okay. Anyway, well, that's, that's good. Okay, <laughs> yeah. so let's let's get back let's get back to the doodles. Um, so you started this because your boss comments that you've received from your boss and I'm guessing other people as well because we always get comments from even strangers and so it was just one time you started just doodling and you decided to open an Instagram account yes like I I had many ideas of things that happened to me and I think I have to share this <laughs> because I know other people that are child-free as well but I'm child-free but also, I'm anti-natalist, so it's even more radical for people, my, my, my kind of thought. But I'm very straightforward to people. So I think it's a good, a good thing to be straightforward because I don't receive those comments that, oh, you will change your mind because they, they know I want, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, people who know you. Yes. Yeah. Well, who know me, workmates, like I'm, hi, I'm Patricia, I won't have kids. <laughs> so, don't, so don't mess with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm like this. <laughs> the sooner, the better for me. Like with my father's in-laws, I, I was like that. I, I love your son, but I won't give you child. <laughs> Grandkids, yeah. Wow. So, and how have, how has this response been? Because I just told you they're really well known and you were like, I didn't know that, but I'm sure yeah. you get messages and comments. Yeah, I, I received some messages that uh, I, sometimes I feel alone with like being child-free. I feel like I'm a weirdo, but now with your account, I feel less weirdo <laughs> or that I find or other people think like me and yeah, it's a positive uh, feedback. How does that make you feel? Great, great. It's, it's good to, to receive that kind of feedback. Have you thought about publishing a book with your doodles? Yeah, maybe in a couple of years. Maybe. Yeah, I think that it would be nice. I would like to do that. Yeah, I think, I mean, because it is a great way to express all of these things that we hear all the time, because most of the I think your doodles are very on point. They're really funny as well. <laughs> like that's happened to me. You know, you can relate to them. And to normalize that not all women want to be a mother. So. Yeah, no, absolutely. This is what we're doing here as well. You know, just it's, mm. it's, it's letting know women that they have a choice. And if they want to be moms, then fine. If they don't want to be moms, it's cool too, you know, and it is true. It has to be mm. normalized in order to normalize it. We need to talk more about it. But it seems that every time we speak about it, some people get horrified. Some people yes. around us are completely... They, like, they get attacked. They feel like, attacked. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they feel attacked. And it's not my problem. <laughs> if they feel that way, yeah. I completely agree with you. Um, so you, you live in Barcelona. How long have you yes. been there for? 13 years. 13 years, okay. Because Spain is... 
Spain is one of the few countries in Europe, it seems, that is both still very conservative, but at the same time, it's very open-minded. Yes, because most of the Spaniards are Catholics. Exactly. And, you know, the, the Catholic Church only approves the traditional family, no? You, a dad, a mom, and multiple kids. Yes. <laughs> so, and even the Pope says one time that uh, people who don't want kids are selfish. Yes. And... As I know, he doesn't have kids. So. <laughs> <laughs> But he's serving a higher purpose. He's serving God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I don't know. I, I don't want to make fun For of me, it's the opposite. For me, it's the opposite. For yeah. me, it's selfish to have kids. Oh, completely agree. Selfish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Why do you think that? For, because uh, I, I don't think that no one can give me a moral a moral way to have a kid, um, you know, a moral decision to, I don't know how to say it. Um, moral reason? Yeah, a moral reason to have a, a biological, biological kid, mm -hmm. you know. Um, it's always to fulfill a desire, it's always to fulfill a need or an own interest because they feel alone, because they, they think they have too much love to give but you can give that love in other ways you can adopt you can foster care you can i don't know you don't have to create more people in a world that has almost eight billion people yeah. like it's immoral for me it's immoral to have yeah. a um, mini me you know <laughs> yes i understand it's, it's easy to love someone who looks like you right For me, uh, the best way to show love is to love someone who is not related by blood or something, you know. I don't know. Yeah. I think that, that for me, living implies suffering. Could, could uh, feel like a radical way of thinking, but, but it's true, you know. You, can, you cannot predict the future of your kid, but... For sure, you know that he will suffer in any type of ways like uh, chronic pains or loneliness or rejection or, I don't know, accidents, uh, bullying, rape. I don't know. It's, it's a gambling, you know? Mm -hmm. And to me, it's like a irresponsible to take that gamble. Yeah. Doesn't feel, it doesn't feel right for me. I was having this conversation the other day with a, a couple of uh, women who also came into the podcast and they, asked, they said to me, we have not yet um, found a good reason to have children. I yes. haven't found one either. And I told them, when you find one, let me know because there's yeah, nothing. Yeah. I, asked, like, I asked my friends that are parents and uh -huh. they cannot give me a good reason to have biological kids. You ask your friends, yes. your parents uh, to give yes. you, and what do they say to you when you ask them that? One friend told me that she wants to to live the experience, to be pregnant. Um, yeah, it's for her. selfish. Yes, it's, it's for, for her. her. Of course, it's for mm -hmm. her. Um, I don't know. The others are... They say quiet. They say quiet. There's no good reason to yeah. have a baby. The one reason that this girl said to me, you know, they've heard 
some parents say that they say mm, maybe it's you know the, that you will never find or never feel a greater love than the love for a child yeah. which is something that you just mentioned yeah i think that you cannot tell another person if that is like the biggest love they are going to feel because i know uh, i have friends that their parents like run away when they were little so there are bad moms and bad, bad dads. I really don't get along with my own dad. So it doesn't make, uh, make you like, a, I don't know, like a god. Like, I know that the, the type of love that a mother feels to a kid, a good mother, is, is a thing that I will never experience. I think that. But I also think that not all mothers feel that way. So I prefer to regret not having kids that I know that I will never get. <laughs> that to regret, you know. Yeah. It's it's also difficult to us to say that we don't want kids, but it's more difficult to um, say that they regret to have kids. That is like they can they cannot say that, but they also there are parents that regret to have kids. They love their kids, but they regret to have kids because the kids change their lives, you know? Yeah. I actually know a few of them, a few people who regret, I mean, they love their children. They love their yes, partners. Yes. But because uh, the society romant uh, romanticized the idea of being a mother. They don't talk about the, the hard things of being a mother. And because you can always um, idealize, uh, for example, uh, a partner or a job, and when you are in that job or in, you're in that relationship, you see that it's not like you thought. And it also could happen with motherhood, you know? Yeah. When you are in there, you say, oh, my God. Yeah, difficult, absolutely. Know? And so, especially mm. in times right like now when we're having this pandemic going on around the world and parents are having to I know two to people have... who got pregnant during the pandemic. And I, I am introvert, so, uh, introvert, so that's a lot of people for me two two friends that got pregnant during the pandemic to me it's like mind-blowing like why i i don't understand what what is so important what is so amazing that you don't want that your child miss right what the pandemics the water crisis i don't know for me nothing is that amazing that you say, I, I have to create a, a little person to, to experience this, this life. And so when people have reactions to what you say, either through your doodles, because I'm, I'm sure you have a lot of positive comments, but you also might get, do you, you, do you get also comments that are not so positive from your doodles? Um, yeah, not a lot. I don't know why, but not a lot. But... Once in a while, one time uh, they told me that I was doing Jewish propaganda. <laughs> Jewish, <laughs> I don't know why. Jewish yeah, propaganda? Yeah. Why? Yeah. That's weird. I yeah. I think that they think that I'm from the United States. I don't know. That my account is from the United States. And I don't know why many people told me that with one, one doodle. But no, most of the time. I, I ha also have mothers who follow my account. Really? And what, 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 yes. how do you know that? What do they say to you? 
Uh, because they told me uh, that uh, my daughter is child free and I don't know why people question um, that they don't want to be a mother. I, I'm following this account to understand their thinking. Nice. It was nice. Yeah, and it was a mother of 60, 65, like that. Mm -hmm. My yeah. mother followed that account. <laughs> my my mother-in-law followed my account. Yeah. And and a couple of friends that are mothers also follow my account. And they laugh a lot. And sometimes they give me ideas. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so... That's great that you have all this support from people who are not necessarily yeah. child-free as well, just yeah. to get the word out because it's what you just said. Yeah. It's it's normalizing the conversation. It's bringing yes. more awareness to the choice that not everyone has to become a mother. Yeah, I have a close friend that, mm -hmm. and she knows that she's the reason I'm child-free. <laughs> Why? Yes, yes, because uh, like uh, many years ago, like I don't know, I invite her. She was uh, having trouble with, with her boyfriend and I invite her uh, to, to spend a few days in my flat with her kid. And her baby was one year, one year and a half. And it was like an epiphany, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I don't want this. Like, and I told her and we laugh about it because... I think it was so clear to me that I don't want that for me, you know. Um, it, it was a good boy. The kid is, is, is really nice, but it was the, the age that they start walking and touching everything, and, you know, they can die in a nanosecond. <laughs> and my friend couldn't go to the toilet without the baby crying because the baby wants to be with her. And I was like... Oh my God, no, I will die. That would be my hell because I really enjoy being alone. Yeah. So that would be my, my, my hell. That would be my Someone hell. to depend on you 24-7 for, I don't know, at least 20 years, luckily. <laughs> so no, no, it was a no for me. Yeah. But until that day, I, I thought I was, I want to be a mother one day. You're listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. Let's talk about your life before you moved to Barcelona, like way before. So you were telling me that you were born in... Lima, Peru. Lima. So you're Peruvian, yes. you're Latin American like yeah. me. Yeah, Peruvian. And you grew up in Lima. Yes, I live in Lima until I decided I have to, to make a change in my life. I wasn't happy in Lima. I don't know why. Maybe I feel like it wasn't the, the place for me because I, I had good friends, uh, good jobs. It was an easy life, but I wasn't happy. So um, I moved to, uh, to Barcelona. It was a hunch. I have never been here. And I bought a one-way ticket to Barcelona on my 27th birthday. So I spent my birthday over the clouds, literally. And it was good since day one. Awesome. But you were just yes. telling me that you, you thought you wanted to be a mom. So what you were, when yes. you were in Lima, you had that thought in your mind. You were thinking, I'm going to no. be a mom. When, when I was in Lima, 
I didn't think about it like oh one day yeah I'm going to be a mother but I really think about the idea of being a mother but here in Barcelona around 29 or 30 years old I really want to be a mother I don't know what's the the hormones uh, I actually even talked with my mother and told her I'm planning to be a single mother if I don't find the right guy so prepare <laughs> and and then I uh, think about with my when my friend happened and make a click and I changed my mind so so that luckily. was literally <laughs> yes. from one day to the other you were like I want to be a mom and then your friend came to your house and that was it for you sort of yes <laughs> <laughs> and how did you develop you know because you're all you told me you're also an antinatalist how did that develop in time well, uh, I was raised vegetarian since birth, and here in Barcelona, I became vegan. So I Google uh, a group in Facebook called Child Free Vegans, and the group was actually the majority were antinatalists, and it makes sense for me. It makes sense immediately. I want to avoid pain and suffering to animals or to other sentient beings. There's no guarantee if I have kids that they will stay vegan and the kids of my kids, nah, it's, it's impossible. It's like, so for me, it was clear. It makes sense. Like antinatalists and veganists like go hand in hand because they both try to avoid suffering to other sentient beings. So that's, that's why I became antinatalist. Okay. That's interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. Um, you know, mm -hmm. veganism going hand in, I mean, it makes sense, but I don't think all vegan people, I, I mean, I know not all vegans are antinatalists, but no. are, are all but, antinatalists vegan? Uh, no, but a good part, mm -hmm. a good part of vegans are antinatalists. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe there are antinatalists that are from the, for the environment, for the planet. I don't know. Uh, you can have many reasons. But all of them are moral reasons. That's why I know I won't change my mind because it's not like I dislike kids. I have like moral reasons to not have kids. That's why I know I, I won't change my mind. Mm -hmm. I once met a woman who is, she's a mother and she's an mm -hmm. antinatalist. Yeah, I have a follower who got pregnant while she was antinatalist, but I don't know. He didn't believe in, in abortions, so... So they had the, chill, the child. Yes, it was very hard for her. She thought that I was judge her, but there's a, a many different situations. You can be antinatalist and be a parent because uh, you can realize that philosophy after being a parent. Yeah, that was the case of the, this woman I met. She's from mm -hmm. India and she has, I think she has three children and she's very active in antinatalism today. And her, her three mm -hmm. children are already adults, but she's, she says that antinatalism is, is, you know, clicked on her, done on her, even though she knew, I mean, even though she had children, like she, she never wanted to, but she yeah. had to because of, you know, Culture, I think. cultural and societal yes. pressure and reasons. Yes, so. yes, yes. It's hard for many countries. They don't have a choice. Yeah. So you cannot judge women for that. Like in our countries, Latin America, it's difficult because they don't have the, the sexual education. That's true. And 
abortion is vain. You cannot get an abortion legally. So it's, it's difficult. And religion and politics are like hand by hand. Yes. So it's true. And, they, and society always blame the woman. Like, yeah. oh, why this woman have uh, three kids with three, three different uh, men? But they don't. They don't say the same thing about the men, right? It's always the. the they blame always the woman. It's so true. You have. Yeah, we have to educate the society, and there's yeah. a lot of things to do. There is a lot of things to do. I was having a conversation with somebody the other day about something similar to what you just mentioned. Apparently, and this happens mostly in like lower social economical like groups. Women in Colombia, specifically, I'm not, maybe Peru is more or less the same thing, but women in Colombia, they sometimes get pregnant because they see that as their only way to find sustenance. So it's like, I have or a, a baby. from their home. To escape from their home, or I have a baby, so therefore baby daddy is going to have to pay for baby and me. Yes. And so yes. when baby daddy leaves, because that's also very common, uh, then yes. they'll have a second one with another baby daddy, and then yes. they'll have a third and so forth. Yes. And it's very, actually very, very common. Yes. Would you say it's also the case in Peru? Yes. It's, I think in Latin America is is very difficult because of that, because uh, you you don't leave home unless you are married. <laughs> like you can live until 40 with your with your parents. <laughs> Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's, um, it's a way to escape from home for some girls. And it's also because it's, uh, how do you say that? They have double standards with, with moral standards. Yeah. They have dub double moral standards in, in Latin American societies. How so? They, they will judge a woman to have kids, but the government doesn't give you the, the tools to, like, there's no they say in in the United States they have the parent Planned Parenthood yes they don't have something like that mm -hmm. so. well we do have something like that in Colombia um, yes. and it actually works very well the problem is that many people don't know about it they're misinformed or uninformed which is even worse mm. but the, for me the issue is I think women do get shamed into having children in, in, in Latin yeah. America they get sh like literally shamed if you don't have children, you're not women enough. You know, there's something, you're broken. There's something missing. Yeah. You're not a real woman. Well, I heard that from a workmate like two weeks ago. And I oh. was like, what? Oh, my God. How I'm less a woman. Yeah. Like, no, no, no. I, I, like, he, she wanted to excuse him. <laughs> but, um, yeah, but that's very think, common. Yeah. Yes, it's a very common way of thinking that because mm -hmm. you're not reproducing, and this is also very tied to religion. You just mentioned you know, Catholic mm -hmm. religion that says, go forth and multiply. And if you don't, then it's like you're not really, you know. The, the purpose of your life. Yes, like that's your duty as a woman. Your duty is to use your mm -hmm. womb to have children. Um, so yes. because of women being shamed into having children that sometimes they don't really want, um, the, the problem for me, more than the actual knowledge or lack of knowledge of uh, how to plan for children, is that the government gives them no real support in terms of education or, you yes. know, for the kids. Yes. I'm talking like 
schooling system, the public schooling system in Colombia is really bad. I'm not sure. Is it the same in Peru? Yes. It's really bad. bad in Colombia. Mm. Uh, food, for example, the programs to, to, to feed these children and to house these people, they're all really, really bad. So in the end, it's like poverty creates more poverty, which creates more course, poverty. That's the issue. Um, like if you, if you give the tools to, I don't know, to girls have a career and they stop thinking that the the best accomplishes to be a mom, everything will be different. Yes. Like, there are other ways to, to feel fulfilled yes. otherwise than being a mother. But I also think, I mean, if they really want to become a mother, um, they can wait because that's another issue. There's the, the amount of teenage pregnancies in Latin America is really high. So these girls are not even out of high school and they already yes. have one child or two children, you know? So they stop studying and therefore there isn't any chance or very little chances for them to actually um, accomplish more in life. That is, um, but that doesn't happen in Europe. Europe has very, like, really good state programs Hello. for school. In Europe, um, could be other, other time of, type of issues like migration and... I don't know, like they told you that you have to have kids to, to, pay, when, to pay you when you are a senior, you know? Yeah, to... to the economics, yeah. To take care of you when you're old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's a nonsense because if you have a kid and they cannot find a job because, let's see, like right now, people are struggling finding jobs or keeping their own jobs after the pandemics. Imagine in 20 years yeah. when everything will be done by a computer. <laughs> they won't need humans to, to do most of the, of the jobs. So I think that people who, who have money right now and think that everything's going to be okay for their kids, like in 20 years, money cannot do anything. Yeah. I mean, it is, um, it is, it is a theory. <laughs> it is. It's just, it is very daunting to think what's going to happen to this world. I mean, I can't even think past this year. Like right now, I just feel very overwhelmed with everything that's happening. And as I was yes. telling you yes, at the beginning yes. of our call, like having like people who have children now, now today, who have had them at home in quarantine and having to like give them Nightmare. classes. Yes, I, I feel the same way. But even I, I'm thinking for myself, I can't see past this year. I don't know how these people are coping, you know? I'm, I'm so happy I'm child-free. <laughs> so yeah, happy. yeah, it's a relief. It's a relief to be child-free. Like, I have a job right now, but I don't know how, how long would it last mm -hmm. because if there's another outbreak of COVID, I don't know if, if my company would... Uh, keep going with with that like there's an economic crisis here and people is, are not thinking like i don't know like i think that most of the parents think only in the early years of the kid like when they are baby or small kids and they they don't think when they grow up like it's not my problem <laughs> <laughs> you, you know like yeah they have to give them space to grow otherwise yeah. kids are never or, gonna or, or, or 
all the problems that they can face when they grow up. It's like people that want a dog, they want a puppy, you know? They don't think about, oh, they will grow up and all the troubles that that can make, no? And with kids, it's the same. They they don't think that the, of the possibility that the kids can die before them or, I don't know, a lot of things. They only think about the early years. Mm-hmm. And, and parenthood is... They don't think... They don't see the big picture of parenthood. I think that's the problem. You know, I actually have never asked that to any parent, but that's a good question. Yeah. I want to know something about you Um, Mm -hmm. because you mentioned your father-in-law and your mother-in-law. Are you married? Yes. How was Mm -hmm. dating for you when, after you found out you were child-free? When I was dating my, my husband, he never thought about yeah i think that he thought that one day he will be a father and with the years he's totally child free like he he can not stand the the screaming of the kids <laughs> but uh, he's not antinatalist mm-hmm. he's just child free but um, i was a straightforward like I won't have kids. I'm vegan. I'm atheist. Uh, hello, yeah. Like in the first day, like it's easy for me. Like you know what you're handling. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. It's, to me, it's easy. It's easy. That's really interesting. So basically, when you were after you found out you were child free, you just straight told every single guy you dated that you were child free. Yeah. Vegan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And also my workmates and my clients because I'm a sales manager and sometimes they give you a they say it's a, like oh you're a mother uh when you're a mother you will know like, no i won't be about it um so i'm always like that and it's easy for me you know? yeah and i think that's i think that's the way to be you know just be straight like you said be straightforward and just come out with it the truth yeah, one time i was i was in peru and the girl who who do my hair like Oh, but uh, sometimes God sends you <laughs> a kid without planning. And no, I don't want to be a mother. But sometimes it happens. And that's why there are abortions. And she was like, <laughs> so yeah, it was like that. Yeah, she, yeah. Got, she got surprised. Like, I know. That's yeah. because, you know, I think this... I don't know if it's the same around the world, but I'm pretty sure not in America. Having a kid is a blessing. It's a little miracle. It's a blessing. Like, I don't know if in Colombia say the same thing, but in Peru they say a baby come with a bread under the the arm. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So whoever's listening to this podcast right now, there's a saying in Latin America so the baby comes with a breath underneath the arm, a, a loaf of bread underneath the arm. It would be more or less. Like God, God will provide. God will provide. Right? Yes. So yes. The, the little blessing will come with with with, their, with its own way to feed itself, basically. That's yeah. To Imagine that. Yes. No. I mean, uh, well, we both come from very similar cultures and it is true that there is a still a lot to do but you know what you're doing with your doodles already is a, is absolutely amazing and 
I know that they're getting translated into Spanish. I'm going to send you some some pictures of whatever <laughs> I've seen them, but it would be really cool to see you also translate translate them into Spanish since it, Spanish is your mother tongue. Yeah. Uh, and well, my mother tongue is Italian. Okay, right. Your mom is Italian. You're right. So you're you speak Spanish fluently. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. Well, Patricia, it's been such a pleasure to have you in my show. Thank you so much for coming. No, thank you. Before, it was very fun. Yeah, it was fun. Before I let you go, um, is there anything you would like to tell my audience? Let's speak up always because there's nothing wrong with not wanting kids. Nothing. Um, sometimes people, uh, I, I, some of my followers don't want to, to speak up because, I don't know, they don't want to, to discuss with people. But why? To me, it's something that has to be normalized and there's nothing wrong. There's nothing selfish about not having a kid. So speak up and normalize this thing because it's the only way to do it. Thank you so much again for being here. <laughs> and to my audience, I'm going to leave you Pat Patricia's uh, Instagram account in the description. If you're not following her yet, because I'm sure most of you are, but it's still, so you can go and check out her doodles. And thanks again for being here. Thank you, Isabel. Thank you for listening to The Honest Uproar, a podcast where modern, child-free women share their life stories and where we discuss important topics for the kid-free community. We hope you tune in next week for our newest episode. And since we love hanging out with you, please be sure to follow us on social media at The Honest Uproar and visit our website at thehonestuproar.com. If you like what you heard, feel free to share with your fierce, child-free firecracker friends. Until next time, continue fueling your inner fire. <laughs>